Hello, everyone. This is Tijan Jenko. This is Coaching with Mastery and Elegance with Tijan Jenko. I have two additional guests along with my always companion, Marta Regalado. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Hello. Great to be Hello. here. Thanks. Thank you, Tijan, for that warm welcome. Thank you. So, Marta, why don't you get us started in our discussion for today and help our uh, guests introduce themselves as well? Absolutely. So today we are going to talk about your upcoming course, uh, the Jenko Method, Somatic and Energetic Approach to Coach Training, which has an emphasis. I know you're going to talk about this later on the meridians. Correct. Yes. And so I know I haven't had the pleasure of taking the course myself. It is on my list. Um, But I know David and Jennifer have taken it. So I would love for them to introduce themselves before we get started. All righty. Hi there. I am Jennifer James, and I am a transformative wellness and life coach. And I have taken Tijen's lovely somatic coaching training. And so Marta, you wanted to know sort of like what, what the, the class was like for me or what was, uh, I'm sorry, your question. No, well, definitely we're, we're going to get into all of that. No, just a little bit about you. Uh-huh. Get us started. Yeah. 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 Um, well, I guess a little bit about, about me is that, um, I am, um, still on a coaching journey, um, learning the ins and outs of, um, of coaching. And I'm at the point now where I'm working with women who are at that point in life where they are in transition and they're, um, transitioning from that role of being a mom and raising children And they are now at that point of becoming almost like, you know, like the empty nester. And they have, they're curious about their next steps. And it's a point of rediscovery for them. And I am in that role of support as a, as a coach, um, just supporting my clients onto their, their next life steps. Yeah, Thank that's you. exciting work. Thank you, Jennifer. And David? Hi, I'm Dave Shen. I, let's see, I met uh, Tijen many years back uh, through my coach training and have followed her and gone through as many courses as she gives. <laughs> I'm always giving her course ideas. Her list is full of all of the, my brain dumping. And uh, right now, I call my coaching business uh, holistic coaching uh, of the body, mind, and spirit uh, all together. And I guess I would say maybe my current client is angling towards someone who's not getting results anywhere else because they seem to be showing up, not able to get results through traditional coaching, talk coaching, anything else that they've tried before. Um, but they're searching for something different, which they hopefully will find in me. <laughs> and it usually tends to be on the spiritual side of things or the body side, which is um, not very common. So, which is hopefully what we'll talk more about today in uh, this excellent course series, which I took uh, 
maybe it's been two years now since we've <laughs> been kind of training in that. So very excited to be here to talk about it. Very excited and joyful to have you all here. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting, Dave, that traditional co from a traditional coaching to talk coaching, which is what hasn't worked for your clients. It sounds like it sounds like the perfect, you know, this is kind of it's like the opening to what Tijan, you know, is offering. And to get us started, Tijan, I would love. You know, for people who aren't familiar with somatic and energetic coaching, could you tell us what that is? Yeah, originally when I first offered and uh, David and Jennifer joined, I was calling somatic approach to coaching. And now I'm <clears throat> this year rebranding most of my coach trainings as coaching beyond the mind. And uh, emerging the somatic and energetic into one uh, vessel into coach training because body is a corp with, without the energy. Body is meaningless without the energy that runs through it. And although the nervous system is also part of the body, which uh, soma means body in, in Greek language, and um, but because it's it's complexities and it's uh, sort of similarities to the evidence-based methodology, I kept that as a separate. But I'm combining the um, energetics and somatics into way I teach this course. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That sounds like a very beautiful kind of combination. And I'm curious, where does this com uh, concept come from? And what are the ways that it can be applied? Yeah, the somatic approach is an ancient approach and it found its way into the Western world for through the people that actually went and took some yoga training in India or somewhere else. And um, even Stephen Forges that talks about is in his very scientifically languaged polyvagal theory, a lot of the concept that comes from yoga scriptures and systems. So the concept in a way that came to me because of my two ends of my trainings, the clinical um evidence-based methods that I've learned. And also I'm a certified uh, Pilates yoga meditation teacher and Reiki master and all that. So I was noticing the limitations of the mind-centric language that is used in the coach training. And those of you have all three of you taking my neurologic approach to coaching that you can see by just asking a question, we can limit the client's response. So if our reference to life comes only from the, our analytical functionality, we are limiting the client's experience and expansion through that languaging. And when I noticed that, I wanted to give coaches, as well as to myself, more inclusive language. We're talking about diversity and inclusion, but we're not noticing how exclusive our language is. 
Uh, and so I did my best to, as an engineer, bridge the East and West, North and South, <laughs> all the different philosophies and methodologies that includes the Kabbalah, the traditional Chinese medicine, the Vedas, the yogic scriptures, and um, Chinese meridians, and different things that I learned in the Eastern systems, along with the traditional Turkish healing approaches, and then all the evidence-based methodologies. And I thought, how can they talk to one another? And how can be included in a session so that the client doesn't only respond to whatever is impeding them through the analytical self-expression. So that's how this course came about and this method. Yeah, thank you for that, Tijan. And it's interesting that using that inclusive language and it's, you know, the language, not just the language of the mind, but if I can call it this, the language of the body, Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's also the language of the spirit. Yes, language of the energy, language of the cell, language of whatever makes us, right? A language of the spirit, language of sensation, mm -hmm. language of intuition, whatever the client's language is. And because as we know that we often look at our body as, as a single unit, but we are a cooperation of 50 some millions of cells. And we also have an expansion outside of this physicality within our auric biofield. So they all carry information about us and how we behave, how we respond to life. So we need to be inquiring all that is as relevant to our problem solving. <laughs> mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's incredible how this, it, the field just gets wider and wider and we can live in this kind of very narrow Correct. bubble and not having, you know, that awareness. So it sounds like this is something that you were bringing together and offering to your clients. And I'm curious, at what point did this become a course that you wanted to offer? To yeah. It is an interesting marriage, right? Um, when I was going through my uh, coach training, when I was doing my master's in organizational behavioral and coaching, I actually already had my uh, Pilates 500 hour comprehensive Pilates training, as well as my yoga trainings. And, and then I was teaching once or twice a week just to keep that part of me active. And then I started to notice that when I was in a yoga studio relating to my students, I was using some co coaching inquiries as they were telling, oh, this is happening. Oh, that was that. And um, so it slowly invited me <laughs> into this and along with my own ailments that I was actually uh, having chronic migraines back then. As I sit in my own studio, doing my own yoga and meditation poses and sitting, keeping myself in the um, restorative yoga poses while reflecting, I was noticing how effective that was for me. 
So I started to do that with other people. And then I saw how effective it was. And then as I expanded my teaching, I was using some of those secret recipes and people were like, oh, what was that? How do we know that? <laughs> so, like David. <laughs> so then I said, okay, well, there is a recipe. Let me write it down <laughs> to share. Uh, yeah. And it's interesting how our own ailments can take us to our life's greatest work and how we can best be of service to others. It is. And this is why that uh, here comes my um, Genko Method resilience approach, right? That every trauma we have is an invitation to a larger potential mm -hmm. yet to be met. Yes. So it, it is how we approach to what is being presented to us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And that was so wonderful. I'm writing it down so quickly. Every trauma we have <laughs> is an invitation to reach, to open our potential. I'm not exactly sure what you said, but that is, it's really beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. And by the way, I am speaking about that through the International Coaching Week. We're recording this May 10, 2023, next week. I still have some seats for people to come learn more about that, along with um, some videos on my YouTube channel to listen that they are who are not familiar with that methodology in resilience. Oh, wonderful. That's great to know. We can put all this in the show notes as well so people yeah. can access it more easily. Um, so I'm curious to hear from Dave and Jennifer, when you, I know both of you took the course, when you signed up for the course, what were you expecting? I guess I'll go first. I, yeah. uh, I don't know. I never know what to expect from Tijan's classes. Sometimes <laughs> I just know it'll be awesome. So, uh, at the time when I signed up for it, I was very interested in, uh, other ways to apply uh, things in coaching sessions. And uh, I had also been uh, uh, training a lot and doing personal training. So I was very familiar with the physical side of things. And this looked like a great way to marry what I had known and was uh, familiar with before with whatever's happening in coaching, traditional coaching sessions. So my expectation was something good would happen. And and more happen, more than I bargained for, uh, uh, I think overall. But um, yeah, just some, the ability to bring the body into this. Uh, and I did not know anything about the spirit at the time, but it was more just body, but then it was much more than that as well. Yeah, so interesting. So it almost felt like there was something missing. You felt like there was something missing in your coaching and you weren't sure what it was. And it almost sounds like this was happened, this was it. I think, yeah, for sure, because at, before that course, I'd been sitting in Tijin's mentor coaching sessions weekly for quite a long time, and she would demonstrate all these things that seemed to get at these issues and clients, and I, and of course, I think everybody else would be like, what, 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 what did just happen? <laughs> hey, let's, can we catch up, you know? And uh, every time she offers a course, it seems like an opportunity to catch up a little bit, a little bit better. I always talk about running behind the bus and sprinting and the bus is always <laughs> accelerating 
but this seemed to always kind of give me a little push closer to the bus. <laughs> yeah, Tijan's magical bus. Yes, that we're all chasing after. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Jennifer, what about you? Um, actually, I'm very similar to Dave. Um, I'm, I'm almost like a, a, a Tijan groupie, if you will. And, um, yeah. And, and likewise, I had been in many mentor coaching sessions as well and noticed how um, in, you know, certain moments, Tijan could take someone, uh, uh, someone in the group a lot deeper into themselves as a way to bring forth the answer they actually had in their own body. So um, like even yeah, way before I took or even knew about the, the somatics training, coaching, um, I was experiencing just in a group how um, through T-Gen's coaching, she would allow um, us to yeah, tap into maybe a body sensation as a way to, or even to tap into, you know, where, where are you feeling that in your body? Um, and to make inquiries about that feeling, um, to even uh, maybe even ask that part of the body what, what message it was holding there. And so over time, having those experiences within um, mentor coaching sessions, um, when Tijen offered the, the somatics uh, coaching training, I was very much on board because I thought that's what I want to be doing with my clients. Um, I felt that, um, again, maybe Dave said this, but I felt some limitations in the um the structure of a coaching session what what i could um how deep i could i could support my clients within a coaching session and um yeah so that that's what drew me in and um then going into that course um there, there was so much there that that um, I just thought, wow, there's so much to learn. Um, you know, the energetic theories. You know, I, I had heard of chakras and Chinese meridians, and I thought, well, I don't know a whole lot about those. I was much more familiar with yoga, um, so I knew what restorative yoga poses were that, that was a part of the class, and so. Um, yeah, I, that's that was my um, yeah that was my path in. Yeah, hey, thank you both. And I think, uh, Marta, it will be helpful for audience to know that David and Jennifer took the training more than once, and the second time around, they were also helping me as a teaching assistant. So this is why that <laughs> they are expert in. <laughs> <laughs> to have this conversation with <laughs> yeah. so it sounds like it was quite transformative if you know they they took it twice and that's wonderful that they, they were also they had a teaching part the teaching role mm -hmm. and it sounds like you know in both Dave and Jennifer's case like 
the approach had just really expanded, you know, their coaching and what Jennifer was talking about, the results, you know, or the value that they could offer their clients. And really that kind of like the wisdom that the body has to offer if we're able to even not just tap into it, but just even realize it's trying to tell us something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Tisha, I'm curious about a little bit about the structure of the course. Can you give us an idea of how your course is structured? Yeah. So is every my courses that there is the theory part, there is the um, mentor guided practice part, there is the case study learning part, and. Um, before I changed, made a change, and when David and Jennifer were taking, there was also body movement part. And the reason for that was that um, is in all of my teachings that I want to have my students experience something within themselves before they can guide the client to go there. And therefore, I was using the yoga methodologies or movement methodologies to get the participants experience that. As of this year, that's going to be a separate offering. So mm -hmm. uh, the one in in the reason for that is some people only want to, um, or they have limitations, or they only want to use this methodology verbally. So then the people who are interested in movement and getting into that depth that they can take the training as a supplementary path to this uh, method. So, and in the training, basically I offer different modalities through the case studies development, through the theory and the mentor guided practice and uh, learning and self-reflection, the homework, all that is for to address different parts of the learning needs for the visual learners, the tactile learners, and uh, and creating community and all that. So those are the components of the course. And um, this year, the focus of the level one is that if I have time, I will offer other modalities as well. But we're starting with the Chinese meridians. The reason for that is, is that they are widely used that can offer more understood language to coaches. And they are um, quite taking quite a place in the body that touching the organ systems as well. So it's still a comprehensive and deepening that although I'm calling it level one, it is more focused and expanded depth into the somatic experience. So how clear was that, Marta? Well, I, I want to sign up. <laughs> <I'm Yay! ready. laughs> <laughs> and a little side note, I have been a practice client for the course. Yes. In the case studies, and it has been incredible. It's really been transformative. So it's really interesting, you know, also like that perspective of someone who has experienced, you know, that, that coaching. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Ah. So I'm curious, you know, you talked about the Chinese, you know, meridians. 
what is unique about your course versus some other, you know, somatic coaching courses? I think that what is unique about my course is same thing what is unique about me. That is, <laughs> I come from a country that is in the middle of East and West. Mm -hmm. And it is almost, I have the capacity to distill the various different lineages along with a scientific cognitive mindset and make it understandable, digestible, and applicable to many places and audiences. So, for example, I can speak about yogic structures to a person that is very, very analytical and doesn't want to do nothing to do with the energies. And that's what I do. I do a lot of research and learning and then make them uh, accessible and understandable and digestible. And maybe tasting good. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you always talk about recipes. You always use the metaphor of recipes and putting yeah. together the ingredients. And now, like almost talking about that final result. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm curious, you know, you talk about yoga tradition, the, the somatic approach, the yoga, traditional Chinese medicine, and everything else that you know that you're blending together in this course. What made, made you decide to choose these disciplines? Well, those are the well-known disciplines. And they, in my view, they all have their gifts and, and missing parts. As I look at all the different lineages, like the Kabbalah speaks about something that the Chinese medicine doesn't. The scriptures, yogic structures uh, speak about something that uh, maybe Kabbalah is not including. So in a way that my desire for excellence, my desire for completion, my desire for um, what might be making anything better that got me into gathering whatever was available into a way that doesn't necessarily had to separate these paths. Mm -hmm but give a combined vocabulary that makes sense. Yeah, it sounds like a very kind of cohesive approach. And I'm curious, what are kind of the other strengths or advantages that you've observed of melding these disciplines? I, before I answer that, let me ask David and Jennifer to speak about that and then as a person that I experienced that and then I will give my answer would that work absolutely yeah go ahead Jennifer yeah as as you were saying that and I was just reflecting on having um taken that course and it what I found um being a student and being exposed to 
the, those different traditions of wisdom, if you will, that come from many different cultures. Um, yeah, you were mentioning, and, and these were things that um, I was very unfamiliar with. And like, like the, you mentioned the, the Kabbalah. Yeah. Kabbalah and, and then um, the chakra and then even yoga, the yoga tradition has that, um, yeah, that, that wisdom of how the body, um, how the mind and the body connect um, and the spirit. Um, and so, yes, as a student, um, learning that, wow, there are many cultural traditions that, that they, they're, they're maybe using different language. Um, their, um, yeah, their approach may be a little different and yet there are similarities. And I think you were talking about the East, of, you know, East meets West and where, um, where I arrived in the course was, wow, um, this allowed me to really um, feel like, oh, you know, we are all part of this human existence and how it, how it connects. So for me, it just, it deepened and it made richer, um, yeah, my experience with, um, yeah, just within this, this space of being a human with a mind and a body and a spirit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you, Jennifer. And David. Yeah. yeah what Jennifer said about culture really, uh, is important. Uh, and especially in my experience of what, of going through all these different systems and beliefs and, uh, ways of viewing, uh, the energy and, and, uh, interpreting it, it, I want to throw on the word resonance because I think it's very important that there's resonance both with the coach, but also with the client. And so what I found with all these systems was that on the coach side, there were some of these systems that really resonated with me. And so I went and doubled down on those as the first one, because there's a lot. And some of these, you could argue you could take a lifetime to really study and get to know them. <laughs> so I'm only about a year or two into a lifetime. Uh, so it's still far to go. But I found that there were certain things that I could hang my head on very quickly, but also they just naturally resonate me. Like as an Asian person, these traditions, some of the Japanese uh, Eastern traditions resonated with me. So I went that way to learn quicker. Uh, and some of the other ones, I have not thrown anything away. So therein lies the other part, which is what resonates with the client. And so oftentimes we cannot speak in one way when the client is only listening in another way. And so I'm big on trying to match that. And if I may meet, say, another Asian person, then to kind of go into the meridians and, and things seems very natural to them and they don't shy away or have some Thing that comes up in them that maybe allow, wants them to pull away. But I also recognize that my growth as a coach, I also want to be as flexible as possible. I want to be as adaptable as possible to take on as many different clients as possible. 
in their many shapes and forms that they come with and the different cultures also. And so that's where it's exciting to me to see all these different systems, even though I haven't really fully immersed enough in some of them yet, but I do know I want to get to them and I haven't thrown anything away. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thank you, David. And, and now my answer, Marta. Mm -hmm. What is happening for you when I say love in English versus when I say love in Spanish to you? Um, I'm not sure. You caught me off guard. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is happening to me? I'm not sure. I don't know. It's like, I, I feel like there's like a different bodily response. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's that really the benefit of the course, because each philosophical tradition is a different language to speak, a different way to speak. And there is a nuance in, even though we're talking about same language, um, same concepts that those of us speak more than one language, right? The love in English may resonate in one way and love in Spanish for you may resonate in slightly different way. So that's what the distinction and benefit or maybe the disadvantage is, right? That some things may not resonate with you, but at least you become aware and something may resonate with you and uh, use that as a tool. I am a tools person, so I like to give you a large selection. One of my friends used to say, your offerings is like a large diner menu. <laughs> it's a multiple pages. I said, I want to be a boutique restaurant, not a diner menu. But people have options, right? And um, some people will become like me fluently using all bunch of different things seamlessly. And some people will only take one or two, but I'd like to give them options to choose. Yeah. And that's, it's so interesting using these tools, like having these tools, offering these tools. And like Dave was saying, kind of figuring out, you know, what is a tool that resonates for you? And what is a tool that resonates best for your client? It could be different and really finding that match. And Tijan, I know you know, you're so good at doing that in your coaching, you know, exactly what the person needs in that moment. Thank you. Yeah. And I love how Jennifer was talking about this, like this deeper sense of connectedness mm -hmm. that all of these approaches gave her. So it was more kind of like this global feeling. Mm -hmm. um, and back to David and Jennifer, I am curious what you got out of the course personally, you know, talking about kind of mind, body, spirit, and professionally. You want to start, Dave? Okay. <laughs> Let's see. Well, a lot of really interesting things happen in the course <laughs> uh, along the lines of what you might call soul retrieval and um, different types of healing, which often happens, I think, in coach training. <laughs> we often find we're working on ourselves, even though we're learning a skill. And, uh, and so I think that part, uh, the experiential part for a lot of this is just really important when it, it magnifies your understanding of it when you can kind of internalize, oh, that happened to me. Oh, 
I get it now, right? It's like, I get it viscerally inside me uh, versus just intellectually, oh yeah, there's an energy field and blah, 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 you know, whatever. Everybody can read the book and spit out the net language, uh, the knowledge again. But when you understand it viscerally, then, then things are way different. And so a lot of the, a couple of those things happened to me along the way. <laughs> and uh, um, it also expanded to me uh, all these tools as Tijan has mentioned before, and uh, and then I went to apply them, and a lot of it has been very focused on just the Zoom environment that I work in. So it's very much just kind of through the screen, um, not in person, uh, and certainly when the pandemic closed everything down, then that made even in-person stuff even harder then. So I just kept moving on, okay, what can I do in Zoom? What can I in Zoom? And so there's a number of things you will learn in that course that are intensely applicable uh, just in the session, like uh, even remotely. And it's amazing that you can do this remotely because the energetic connection, right? It, they, they talk about it being really transcending time and space. And so it can happen across the screen with the uh, uh, one word of advice is don't ever send your energy down the, the internet, the ethernet, because you might trash and crash your system. <laughs> so watch out for that or setting off fire alarms and all that kind of thing in your house. Be careful. But um, uh, so you'll learn all that in the course, <laughs> one aspect yeah. of the course and uh, to keep your internet up while you're having your Zoom session. Um, but yeah, there's if you like, I can maybe talk about, you know, which ones seem to resonate with me at this point. I uh, or would you like to hear Jennifer's response first before I kind of talk about that or? No, go ahead. I would love to hear okay. what resonated uh, with you. Yeah, so just quickly, you could probably order the stuff that, uh, the tools that Tijin gives you in the, in the whole class from like maybe simple to more complex, right? And, and the simplest would be like, I would call the mappings, right? So uh, for instance, there's a book by Louise Hay that, she introduces and we go through it that map certain physical ailments to emotional responses and, and feelings and those kind of things or situations. And so if a client comes to you and says, Oh, my shoulders hurt, like, Oh, don't worry. We'll pull open the book, look it up. I have a Kindle version of it. I just search real quickly and I go, Oh, weight on your shoulders. And I go, Oh, seems to be a lot of weight on your shoulders. How do you know, how does that resonate with you? And then we go like, Oh yeah. You know? <laughs> and so, that's one aspect of it, right? Someone who intellectually spent a lot of years collecting these mappings. Uh, and then it comes to other more extensive and uh, mappings, such as from Chinese medicine, the mapping of the five elements, the organs to certain emotions. So the, the complexity and uh, the um, depth of the knowledge starts to grow as you kind of move along this continuum. Um, so then you can kind of pull those into the session as well. And I've done that quite a bit. And um, also working with a lot of their physical responses. Um, this is more also uh, kind of blurring into the neurologic side of things, but I find that breathing is one of the biggest um, somatic kind of modalities that you can bring into a session uh, alongside some of these other concepts to help resolve a lot of these things. So there's a lot of that work that I do too. Um, so yeah, anything that can be done that doesn't require movement i've really tried to try out and and that's where i find a lot of people are coming to me now they say 
oh, Dave, you did more for me in this one session that I had in years in therapy or this many times in coaching or, you know, whatever. It's like, what's going on here? <laughs> it's like, well, <laughs> I'm glad you, I heard that. Come on back and let's do more next time. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I can find a lot of great, yeah, results from all this energetic and somatic work. That is fantastic to hear, Dave. And it's I think it's a really important point that you mentioned that this can be done on Zoom. You know, it's not a limitation. And there's so many tools that you can bring in and from like, you know, kind of the spectrum that you were talking about from maybe kind of, you know, the easiest one maybe to learn or to understand to, you know, something more complex. And it sounds like, you know, a lot of like practice goes into this and intuition and and wisdom and it sounds transformative for the person who takes the course as well as you know then the people that you are coaching and using these tools with it sounds amazing thank you for sharing yeah and if i could add one more even just a simple mapping of connecting the head to the heart and the gut mm -hmm. like i've done that so many times at least once a week i will do that with somebody and it's amazing to see what happens when I do something like that for someone. And, and uh, I mean, just everything just quickly becomes clear, uncertainty goes away, they know where they're going in life. I mean, just why is society generating people that are just stuck up here in the head? I mean, like, come on, guys. The other, the solution, there's three of us sitting here in this room, you're ignoring the other two. When the other two get a vote, often everything becomes way clear for the person. Yeah. Yeah, amazing, amazing. And like you said as well, like bringing in something as simple and obviously fundamental as the breath. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Breath connects everything. Breath is tied to your nervous system, everything, right? And it's a physical thing, right? It's a somatic thing as well. Yeah, thank you. It's an energetic thing first. Energetic thing. Yeah. <laughs> We are breathing into life and breathing out of life when time comes. <laughs> yeah. Shall I chime in? Yes, please. So, so much of what Dave said just um, encapsulates and resonates very much with, with my experience as well. And I loved the um, the what you said, Dave, about mapping. Um, I love that as sort of a way to, to sort of lay things out um, and to, yeah, how, how do things connect? How do we get from one, one place to the next place? Um, um, also that piece of, of uh, and for me included, before coming into the course, I felt like I was fairly body aware. And yet at the same time, I, I do believe that I am part of the society that we live in where it's sort of the, um, the head and the thinking um, can seem like it's disconnected from the body and what's going on in the body. And so through the course, um, and again, the experiential course, portion is um, where I found this much deeper and profound way to come into my body. Um, and 
The way that that occurred would be through the restorative yoga poses and meditation, the guided meditation that Tijin would do. Um, the even like the sound, I think sometimes we also connect, disconnect ourselves from the sounds ar around us and the energy. There you go. Sound bowls. That's, oh, I love sound bowls. Okay. And chimes, sound bowls, chimes. Um, amazing how the, um, going back to that word resonance, when there is that sound, the energy, the way, you know, it, it may, um, and I experience this where like, maybe it hits me in, in, in the heart. Maybe it, it, it brings up a memory, a long past memory that I would never have connected with that moment. And I think that was a really big piece for me was developing, if you will, experiencing, um, and coming into a more conscious awareness of how my emotions, past experiences could be felt and still connected within my body. Um, so that was a big piece for me personally. Um, just, yeah, just that being able to access my body be beyond the thinking, beyond the physical, and in ways that allowed me to hear what my body had to say. This sort of trans, um, if I like transitions or translates into my coaching sessions where when um, a client perhaps feels, yeah, stuck, like there, there, there is not the language to describe what they are i mean there is the language to describe what they're what they're feeling and yet it's very superficial and so what i experienced after taking the course and then applying it with clients is that it gets down underneath it's that thing under the thing you go deeper and it can be very very simple i i've even just had someone maybe take some breaths and, you know, come, you know, you know, to feel the seat beneath them and to feel the space around them. And even just doing, and like Dave said, it can be done in a Zoom session. And this, this is the piece that I found most of my sessions are Zoom sessions. And so just having some of those, um, those somatic pieces that that I that I can bring into a coaching session can very much open up a client to the answers that are within their body. Um, and sometimes it might be a sound or it might be the music. Um, it might just be inquiring, you know, if if that sound, had a message, what would it sound like? Um, if, if you're, you know, if, if we're feeling into the body, you know, if, if that pain was a song, what would that, what would that song be? And what I have found is that inquiring that, that body centric inquiry allows someone to really, oh, 
Yes. Well, this, this is, I had a client where she talked about her, her jazz. And so that just, and then she lit up, she's like, oh, I can tap into uh, the next time I'm in that situation. I can tap into my jazz and I can bring that out very easily. Um, So just, yeah, some examples like that, that have allowed me in, in a coaching space to, um, to, to deepen the, um, my, my clients, yeah, access to, to themselves as a whole. Deepening your clients, the access to themselves. That's incredible, Jennifer. And I love the jazz metaphor. (laughs) How fun. Yeah. And it's really interesting how like, you know, both you and Dave talked about like society really values kind of like this, this, the thinking mind. And when, you know, there's, there's whole world to be discovered, you know, beyond the thinking mind. So thank you so much for sharing about that. And I'm also curious from you, from you, Dave and Jennifer, um, if you could tell us, you know, so our audience can get a better idea of kind of what to expect. What does the somatic mentor coaching class, what's that like? Can you tell us about that? Are you talking about just the mentor coaching hours that are uh, classes that are in the course? That are part of the experience, the mentoring section. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, let's see. If you've gone to coaching mentor sessions, uh, like say monthly, weekly ones that are every month or every week, whatever, uh, there's often some, you know, in- instruction a little bit. But then we dive into actually doing some coaching. So in this same same place, same venue, we ask one of the the coaches there to be the client and then we all <laughs> go and try uh, to coach uh, either all of us together uh, one by one or sometimes it's just we invite one person to do it so um, you can determine whether you're in the hot seat as the client or as the coach we don't know which one <laughs> depends on how you uh, but it's always fun to do both and uh, and see what happens um, if you're the client you go through all sorts of really cool experiences and healing often uh, in that one session. And, uh, and as coaches, we, we get to learn, uh, we get to learn a lot, uh, as while having TJ you know, watch us and, and guide us. And also the other students are doing that too. So, um, and we're all throwing in what we're seeing too, oftentimes, cause we're all coming from our own viewpoints. So we may be sensing or viewing it something uh, slightly different. And then we often try something <laughs> with the client to see what happens and whatever resonates the most uh, is usually the path we take from there. Um, but uh, yeah, you never know where you might go. I remember uh, I leapt off into a soul retrieval, <laughs> a journey into the past, and I asked for drumming, which of course Tijen has all her great tools. By the way, I don't think we mentioned that if you take this class, you actually learn sound healing you learn about singing bowls and drums and rattles and and tinks of bells and tuning forks and everything yeah so it's a great addition to the course that you might not have expected to get um and 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 also uh, uh music too just the use of music and how that enhances things 
So um, yeah, lots of powerful things can happen in, in the class as you're learning. And it's a different one. It's not just kind of sit there and kind of talking at somebody. It's a lot different. I want to say that that experiential part uh, is now going to be a separate section. So what Dave and Jennifer, when they took it, it was all combined all together. So um, just set the expectations. <laughs> People will need to sign up for both experience that part. Yeah. And yeah, my my experience, like what Dave outlined, is very um, very much my experience. And really, the somatic mentor coaching um, portion of the class, um, you know, structurally, it, it could look very similar to what um, what one may think of as a typical coaching session. The client comes in with a topic or a focus. Um, the coach begins by, you know, asking just very open introductory questions where it shifts in the somatic mentor coaching portion, the somatic is that the coach then uses somatic inquiry techniques to bring the client um, into their bodies. And yeah, I, so to Jen, you're talking about separating that experiential from, but I'm I'm still imagining that within the somatic mentor coaching class, that there is access to to breathing, feeling into Absolutely. physical sensations, yeah. So those kinds of things, um, and what I I know that in um, I think it was in the second round that we took, where I believe there was a client. Um, a, you know, as one of our students. So I believe that um, she didn't shift positions. I think she was just at a desk and um, it was still a very deep and profound body inquiry that happened. And so um, experiencing, observing and experiencing myself and then practicing um, with a client, yeah, it you, the it's not necessary that someone is in, let's say, a restorative yoga pose. The res restorative yoga pose can very much deepen the maybe the accessibility yeah. of of someone. Um, so yeah, so that but that is part of the somatic coaching. Uh, somatic mentor coaching class is allowing for that practice, that body centric inquiry, um, allowing the client to, to, to listen more fully to what, what body sensations are coming up. Where are you feeling this the most? Um, you know, where is the pain? Where is the discomfort? Um, and then there, there's also the portion where we're doing what is, again, uh, traditional uh, coaching, where you're, you're asking, um, you know, many open-ended questions and you're, and you're, you're partnering with your client, you're, you're there and you're walking alongside. Mm -hmm. you're, 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you both. What I want to clarify is that in the um, experiential movement part of the training, then there is much more guided meditation, the students getting into the uh, certain movement poses along with the music and musical instruments and so on. I will certainly still bring these tools. In fact, I was, they are here with me because I just gave an introduction during the International Coaching Week to introduce coaches to sensing their system through the sound and all that. So they will still be part of the mentor sessions, but not in the extent that David and Jennifer are talking about mm -hmm. for this structure. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so, and for this structure, it sounds like there will still be case studies. Correct. So could you tell us the importance about the case studies? And I would love to hear from Dave and Jennifer what their experience with the case studies was. Yeah, there still is going to be the mentor sessions. There's still going to be the practice. There's still going to be the case studies. They are all in there. It's just that uh, for this theory-focused course, students won't be getting into the physical uh, yoga postures. And for the case studies, the idea is that what I find as a teacher, that um, you go to a training, you just learn something and then you leave there without technically practicing that. And therefore, then the learning integration lacks. And this is the reason why I put case study development in every of my training, that I want to give the opportunity to my participants to practice what they're learning with a client as they're progressing and then looking at that development towards at the end of the session and see how they progressed and how the client progressed. And in addition to that, I prepare my students every which way possible for every situation possible. So end of the course, there is a day then the students present their case studies where I give them very strict guidelines how to do that. The reason for that is then they are prepared if a day comes that they want to be part of a coaching conference or share their thoughts in a professional environment, they are also prepared to do that. So they then present their case studies and also learn from one another what they have learned. So that is a very rich part of the learning. Thank you. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. And Dave and Jennifer, what would you like to say to that? Please, Jennifer, go first. Okay. Um, yes, yes. Um, the, the case study portion um, I found was such a, a rich and dynamic portion of the course. Um, like Tijen said, there, we can all go to a training and, and you learn lots and lots of information and it's all mm -hmm. great information. And then when you go out to apply it, 
when you haven't had that opportunity to get that hands-on application, yeah, it, it may feel a little clunky and, you know, maybe you'll use a little bit of it, but maybe you won't know exactly how to use it. And so for me, having that case study where I worked um, with a client actually implementing what we were learning, it allowed me the time to, it's, it is, I think there's nothing like experiential learning. So it's just, and I think with somatic, the somatics just lends itself to experiential. So um, even like at this very moment, I haven't done a full somatic session with a client for a long time. But as T. Jen was talking, I'm like, I could I could do it today. Like if if I had a client who said, oh, can I really want to experience a somatic coaching session? I have all the tools. I've done it enough that I know how to get someone into if 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 they would like into a restorative pose. Um, I would know how to add in the sound healing and the, and the music. And so for me, yeah, having the, the case studies was very valuable, um, it, as the way that we did it. Um, and because then like we would do, we would go practice with our practice client and then come back to our mentor coaching session and we could talk about it. We could talk about what came up and get feedback and maybe explain like this happened and I didn't know what to do. And so I found it valuable. And I think there, there will also be value in having the, the theoretical portion separate from the experiential. Um, it'll just be different. Um, there, there is nothing like having that that integration of of theory and practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank what, you, Jennifer. Yeah, what Jennifer said all rings true for me. Experiential learning is is always the best part, and um, and doing it outside of the classroom. So. There's a little bit more pressure that to go do it on your own without someone watching over your shoulder. Um, so it builds confidence that you are actually learning or trying. It, it's also, it can also be a lot more stress-free than you think, because oftentimes we think, oh, practice client, I must deliver something, you know, even in a practice client session. I'm like, no, you don't have to do that. Just take whatever that week we learned in class, went over in class and bring it and just try them and just even set the, the stage with the client to say, look, I'm just want to try a few things. We're not going to necessarily get to closure, but I want to try some sensing, whatever, because that's what we did this week. And uh, and so that took a lot of the stress off while being able to learn and do these things on our own. As Jennifer said, if we got hit some hiccups or something like that, we could bring them back to the class uh, or we would post in our forum in the, the Google Classroom, which you always have to ask questions and to get feedback. But it was just a great path, right, to learn uh, on your own uh, and eventually getting to more full sessions and even seeing the, the answers and the uh, resolutions come uh, later on. Uh, and then at the end, to be able to put all that together and form it, right, get into a nice package, at least 
in my mind and organizationally to say, look, I, this happened, this whatever, and look, I got some great results and this is what I learned and here's where it didn't go so well and all that kind of thing. To be able to kind of put it all together and present it is always a nice way to take your experience and have some reflections on it and see where to go next with it. It sounds like it's such a valuable component of the course. Absolutely. And the client benefits, even if uh, as David and Jennifer are talking about like, oh, we just practice what we learned. It, it, they still benefit, <laughs> even if you just tell them, sit here and you would be amazed that I often, when I used to teach the movement classes, tell people like, okay, breathe now. And they will tell me, oh my God, <laughs> you have to be with us and tell us to breathe all the time. We're forgetting it. So you will be amazed to see if things may look little and just one week of knowledge, but there is still a significant amount of benefit for both the coaches and the clients. Yeah. I'm curious, as we, you know, bring this, uh, this episode to a close, is there anything else that you would like to share about the course? Absolutely. It's going to, it's enrolling now, starting uh, June 2nd, and it is going to give the students, the participants, a vocabulary of uh, Chinese meridians and the acupuncture meridians and a language through which that accessibility into the body, accessibility into the organ system, accessibility into the emotions that resides in different parts and accessibility into the wisdom and how to inquire that, right? Because of our uh, biases in our languages, we don't have a way to inquire those things. So then the coaches are not only going to learn more about themselves and become aware, but there is also going to have another language to relate to another human being and to themselves. So it will be quite beneficial whether whatever the form of coaching that the students are doing, whether it's a life coaching, health and wellness coaching, executive coaching, um, you can do this in anywhere as uh, Jennifer and David was talking about. And it was also your experience, right? As a practice mm -hmm. client, you had yeah. experienced this through Zoom. And um, again, if anybody is interested in accessing a more information about themselves, accessing things uh, about themselves that are not accessible through the language, traditional language and cultural barriers, it's helpful for everyone. And um, it is a rich experience often that people love the community as well. So those are the things that are coming to my mind. And if people are interested in signing up, I would recommend do it sooner because there is going to be some preps and uh, getting some pre-readings done and all that. Wonderful, Tijan. And if someone were to sign up or they were to, they, they want more information, where can they go? Is this on your website? Can we put the link in the show notes? Absolutely. They can go to the upcoming events at jencocoaching.com and they will feel, see the 
um, this course as well as neurologic course that coming up, they are all listed in there and we will put the links to the show notes. Thank you for that, Marta. Yeah, I, for one, I am so inspired. I want to go up, you know, right now and look it up and sign up. So this has been wonderful. Thank you so much to everyone. Thank you for facilitating that. And thank you, Jay, uh, Jennifer and David. Would you have anything else to say and also tell uh, our audience where they can find you? Jennifer? Oh, great. Um, yeah, just what else I want to say is that um, I believe that the somatic coaching training that I took um, just on a personal level has made me just um, much more energetically aware of my energy. <laughs> um, I just feel like I... I can connect more my mind, body, and spirit, and I have a way to do it. I have an accessible way to do it. In the before time, I, I thought that I did. I thought that I, I was pretty aware of my body, just having taken yoga. Um, though after taking the course and also applying it with my clients, um, again, uh, Tijen was talking about another language to access oneself. And I just find that there is so much truth in that. And um, what I know about myself um, uh, logically and in my thinking brain, um, which is for me, it's it's a people pleaser. Um, being able to um, understand what that means energetically for myself, um, it has allowed me to um, really be aware of my energetic boundaries. So I think um, what I'm trying to get at is that when you take a course like this, um, there is that piece where you're taking it because you do want to further um, your, your coaching and, and how you engage with your client and, and allowing your client to go deeper um, into a conversation. At the same time, what you will find, I believe, is that you also have this, um, you will develop a, a deeper energetic resonance and connection um, to who you are as a person. Um, and it is it is that, Dave, I think you were talking about the head, heart, and gut. It, it's kind of like aligning that. Um, and so, um, yeah, I think that's, that's what I want to say. And I would just encourage everyone to, to give it a try. It's Thank you. Changed my life in, in very valuable, profound ways. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, where do people find you, Jennifer? Oh, thank you. Well, you can find me at um, jenniferjamescoaching.com. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Uh, on my side, uh, echoing everything that Jennifer said, um, as often happens in these coach trainings, a lot happens to yourself. So if you 
are looking to grow and to fix parts of you that you didn't know need to be fixed or had need to be <laughs> worked <Notice. laughs> on, it, it will happen. It will come up. Uh, awareness is always the first step and then everything <laughs> falls from there. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a great way to explore, if anything, parts of yourself that you would not have the opportunity to explore otherwise. Mm -hmm. um, and so I encourage everyone to do that because that part is valuable. Then the other part, which Jennifer mentioned, was just increasing your toolbox and and I called it flexibility and adaptability in your client cells. But you'll you'll have a lot more to offer your clients, and that kind of gets back to you know, a lot of the people saying like they couldn't get anywhere anywhere else, and then when they when we got together, something else happened. So it allows you to look at clients in a different way, not the traditional way that the other, I don't know, what is ICF now, uh, 50,000 certified, 100,000 <laughs> members, those 49,999 people <laughs> have been trained in a different way. You have been trained uh, in a special, uh, unique way. Mm -hmm. uh, I know this course is going to be formed differently than what we took it, but it's a great way to get introduction to all the different systems that are out there, at least the ones that Tijin's that has she's encountered. She's got about 20 year plus years on me. I'm catching up again, running back at that 20 year bus. <laughs> but uh, it's a great way to get an overview of all the different systems, uh, of all the different traditions out there and see which ones uh, resonate with you and which ones work first and best for you. And then, you know, slowly move to them and, and get to the, the other 18 years of training that <laughs> it'll take to get to the other ones. Um, yeah, totally. It's, it's a great enhancement of it. I would start in this series and take every single course that Tijin puts out there. Like a couple of us had, I'm still trying to find a way to jump into this one. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, highly recommend all of that. It will enhance your coach training for sure. Uh, it'll open your eyes to different ways of sensing, uh, not only in other people, but also yourself um, and, and what to do with that uh, energy and, uh, and how it can transform you and your life and, and everybody else's too. Mm -hmm. And how did they find you? Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, www.coachdshen.com. Uh -huh. And um, yeah, David is also very active in LinkedIn. What I want to leave us with that today I was, this is how I teach, right? I was teaching a bunch of coaches uh, introduction to somatic training. This is an inquiry. So we're so trained to language something that I just did this this morning and ask people what happened, where did the sound invited them? That somebody was crying, another person was remembering something else. And just, it seems like justice, but um, we need to enhance our sensitivities to world around us, our listening, the world around us, our capacity to interact with the world around us. So the inquiry isn't only comes from the language we speak that directs to the mind. Inquiry can be somebody doing this and how that energy does that to them or, or so on. So that's what they will learn to get them from traditional way of looking at life into much more 
gentle, inclusive, softer, and and way more, I think, intelligent <laughs> way of looking at life. So, yeah. Well, thank you so much. This was wonderful to be together and to hear about the course and to hear about the profound transformations for you know the the people who take the course and then the clients that they offer this to. It's very inspiring. Thank you. Thank you, Marta. Anything that you want to share with the audience before we finish for today? No, not today. Thank you. Not for today. Okay, well, thank you for hosting the session again, Marta. Thank you, David and Jennifer, being with us. And always a pleasure to be with all of you. And we'll see you again next month. Go check out jenkocoaching.com and Jennifer's and David's websites, as well as Marta's. Take good care, everybody. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.